Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts It, baby. Wow. Dude, that song, that it's nice. Dun, 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 dun. Welcome to the 147th episode of Hobby Addict. Jeez. Really? That's right. That's For February like 10th. Almost 150. Whoa. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Yes. It's coming up. Squeeze your honey. We all love you、I、very much. I forgot about that. Squeeze your honey tight and kick back and relax with an episode of Hobby Addicts. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I'm joined by the entire crew. We、Whoa. have up in Cincinnati. Her name is Mandy. How are you? Hello. I'm here. I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm doing better. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy. Better shout, is good. Mandy shouting out. She is probably the waifu of at least half our listening audience. Yes. She's going <laughs> to get all the Valentine's Day cards. Yeah, and I will get none. I know. We're, gonna, we're not going to get anything. I don't、anything. know about that. <laughs> and of course,、Mandy's、we also get all have, the chocolate. We have Enzo. <laughs> Who we found out today is also on his way to Shred City. Enzo, how are you,、mm-hmm. my brother? I've been pretty good. I've been, I'm, I'm pretty shred.、Uh, Hell pretty shred. yeah. That's true. I saw But, him、uh, the other day. There's more shred. Yo, I just bought a new webcam so you can extra see me yeah. soon. He's looking lean. Extra see you? Oh, yeah. And of course, we got <laughs> the one and only. You know him. You love him. You sometimes love to hate him. Well, his name is Kazuo. <laughs> In the crowd, <laughs> what's up, everybody? It's good to be here. I too am on the road to Shred City, although I am taking a tricycle there, and you guys are on like bullet trains.、Mm. Uh, I started early though, <laughs> I'm more like I'm more like running, but I started a month earlier. Gotcha. I'm on、yeah. a unicycle, a unicycle juggling, <laughs> juggling bowling、yep. pins. I'm all by myself.、So. Randy's juggling her shit, just trying to get over there, dude.、Uh, <laughs> so, um. Today on Hobby Addicts, we have a wide variety of topics here. I'm going to touch on Super Bowl 53 real quick because it just finished and I really have nothing else. I mean, I, I, I could talk about Resident Evil 2. I did finish it, but nah, I talked about it、oh, last time. Oh, you finished、time. it already, dude? You finished it? You finished the whole thing? What I mean, the it fuck? Took me, it took me, it's only 13 hours long. Mitz is a monster. I don't know yeah, if you realize this. It's 13 hours long. It took me two weeks. You know, I do, I do, I do, forget, yeah. I do forget that Mitsugi is. Actually, a true console gamer. Like, he goes I am. And he's also a completionist.、Yeah. So, how long、that、until、too. you 100% the game, Mitz? I probably won't because you have to beat the game in one and two hours on, speed, on a speed run to get the platinum. But I'm playing it again as, as Claire Redfield. And she kind of starts, you, know, you, you bump into Claire at various points about Leon's campaign. And、mm-hmm. now you can play from Claire's perspective and you bump it into Leon. And it's kind of cool to see like, how her、That's、campaign、really cool. is different. So, now I'm playing through it again as Claire on hard mode, which is. Like, monster, the, the, the zombies who were already really hard on standard soak up a ton more bullets. You, have, you get entirely different weapons as Claire. You get different outfits. And on hard mode, you can only save if you have an ink ribbon. And then the game doesn't auto save you. So, it's, wait. It's oh,、fun. you can only save if you what? Have an, if ink, you have an ink ribbon. Whoa. In Resident、okay. Evil, you use typewriters to、yeah. save. In the old ones,、right. at least, and you find these like little ink ribbons laying around. And you, if you run out of ink ribbons, you can't save your game anymore. I love how that's, that's so a, sick. So you got to ration them. Yeah. 
I love how that's hard mode, but like back in the day, that was just normal. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> anyway, also, um, Enzo's going to be coming in to talk to you about Kingdom Hearts 3, which is probably oh going to be yes. a pretty big chunk of this today. Mandy's going to be talking about the Witcher Thronebreaker, and Konzo yeah. is going to be kind of bouncing his time between a little touch upon because he's got a because he's got a huge man crush on uh, Israel. Adesanya. Adesanya from uh, UFC, yeah, and but he's going to be talking about the Battle Angel Alita OVA, which is in, which which was watched and prepped for the movie coming out. But first, Super Bowl. I'm going to be real quick here. Are you ready for some football? I want to I want to <laughs> give a congratulations to my New England Patriots, whom pretty much no one thought they could do it, and they took the the, the toughest road. They were they were the underdog for their first for a pretty big chunk of the playoffs, and had the hardest route through the through the playoffs, had to knock off the, the, the MVP of the league on the road um, at one of the toughest places to play in all of the NFL, which is in Kansas City. Yeah. Which the crowd there is so noisy that they once caused a small earthquake. Jesus. With the vibrations so cool. from the stadium. That's the most anime thing that football's sounds, ever that done. That sounds so anime. <laughs> so it sounds the, so anime. Like, oh, the, and the, the main character that like, got supported because the crowd cheered so loud. And in the, the, and they shook the ground. <laughs> in, in that hostile environment, they went in there and put on a, and put on an, an unbelievable performance and ended up winning that game, which was so almost felt like the Super Bowl in and of itself. And then went on next week and played the St. Louis Rams, which were one of the best offenses in the NFL the entire year, and held they held the Rams to only three points, which was probably I don't have the stats in front of me, but probably their lowest point total of the entire season. Crazy. Um, New England, New England themselves only scored 13, so it was definitely a defensive battle, and people called it a super boring Super Bowl. Mm. But a super yeah, bore. Those are the noobs, though. Super like, bore, like, exactly. Those are the noobs. Yeah, because like it to prevent a team from scoring is just as much work as scoring itself. Yeah. Like it's incredible that yeah. they didn't score that much. Both yeah, sides. P- people forget how much of a chess match, and I think you're gonna hear this from Kazo later. Football is such a chess match, and you hear all these plays that get drawn up to to cause certain types of things to happen on the field. And when, when you see a play diagrammed and then you see the play like actually work correctly, like on the field, it's really kind of awesome. And it was a defensive chess match on both sides. And people to people that watch don't understand enough about football to really get that. They just want to see points get scored. Yeah. But um, the parade afterwards was insane. The, the New England Patriots fan base is probably the biggest in the NFL. They've got over... Uh, they have a million more followers on Twitter than any other team. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the uh, biggest bandwagon as well. Oh, well. Now, let me ask you a question bandwagon. about that. Just saying, oh. <laughs> so the team has been on top since 2001. So can you really call it a bandwagon if some of the fans were like not, it's, even, it's, old, not even old enough to comprehend football before that? Like You can't yeah, really call so, it a bandwagon. I like so, I, some are. to me to me they are like the the like the the best kind of bandwagon because like the reason it's a bandwagon is is because it's easy to pick them to be your team if you don't know anything because like yeah they're the fucking Patriots then they're gonna win it feels good to fucking win so people that don't know anything just be like, yeah Patriots are cool yeah anyway so you you, you know what I mean there are a lot of bandwagon it's, Patriots fans but there are also people that have just been with the team I, like for so long that you know, I would say sure. not as bad as like. Yankees bandwagon fans, right? People yeah, Yankees bandwagon fans. Those are terrible people. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they have no tie whatsoever to New York. There are definitely bandwagon <laughs> Patriots fans, as there as there are for all teams when when a Absolutely. team is playing well. Um, but the the parade was insane. One point five million people showed up at the parade. Jeez, you could see the crowd was stupid the, amount of people. The crowd was like twenty or thirty rows deep the entire length of the parade, which was over two miles. Hmm. Um, people were throwing. Gronk got hit. Gronk was a madman in the parade. Of he, course. He chugged a bottle of red wine, 
took his, <laughs> what? took his shirt off and then poured a beer on himself. Amazing. Yeah. Shirt oh, he just, he deserves it. Um, Good man. Someone threw a beer, a full beer can at him and hit him square on the side of the head with it and split his split the side of his head up and there was blood coming down his Holy face. Holy jeez. And it That's wo- so Viking. And it, <laughs> I know, right? And, and at one point, and at one point during the parade, he was like sexually molesting his girlfriend, who is a Sports oh, Illustrated swimsuit model. Oh. On the parade, he was like humping her from behind and grabbing her breasts from behind. Oh, okay. No. And not okay. And then, not okay and then, for like, children. And then the she kind of turned around and they started dancing. And then someone handed him a container of Tide Pods and he threw the whole container into the crowd. What is wrong? Oh, he's no. just out of his fucking mind. <laughs> so, and this is the guy that they. People, some people think he's going to become a pro wrestler. Oh my! And God, I for sure, one hundred percent, sounds will, like a pro wrestler. I am for sure going to start watching pro wrestling maniac. if Gronk becomes a pro wrestler. Um, that could seem to be like the, like the next Kurt Angle. You know what I mean? Like the. And <laughs> that I, sounds like the crazy shenanigans that happens inside of pro wrestling. Yeah, and I'm gonna, it does. And I'm going to wrap this up in just a couple seconds. But uh, Julian Edelman, who got the MVP award, it's so nice because he is like this little guy. He's 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 five ten, one ninety. Yeah. Oh, he which ain't is not, tall at all. Which is not that much bigger than me. Yeah. He gets absolutely crushed. He, he, he's the guy that works across the middle. He's getting blown up. Had 10 catches for 140 yards, and he's like Tom Brady. Tom, Tom Brady and him have the deepest, like, they're so gay for each other. It's cute, <laughs> cute as hell. They went, to, they went to Disneyland together after they <laughs> won. Awesome. And there's, like, videos of them riding, like, the Toy Story ride together and shit. Anyway, he went on, he went on Ellen DeGeneres, and Ellen DeGeneres offered to pay $10,000 into his charity, which is the Boys and Girls Club of Boston, if, if they would let him, if they would shave, if she would be able to shave his beard that he was growing <gasps> the whole season live on Ellen. Mm. So she paid 10000 He matched it with another 10000 They shaved his beard, and then they auctioned the beard hair. Oh, my God. No, for more charity it. money. So this is just <laughs> madness. That's awesome. Madness, dude. Complete like, madness. All because people threw around this ball that's covered in pigskin. Huh? Yeah. yeah. The NFL is completely, completely nuts, like... It's it's fun, you know. Like, but like, give people the fandom though. Like, yeah. the, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's fun. I yeah. love, sport is fun. Anyway, n- no one wants to hear about the Patriots except me, pretty much. That's the thing. <laughs> but half half the audience already threw up. I so, enjoy hearing so, about things you're passionate about. Well, I, yeah, me too. Man. I'm I'm me I'm too. so I'm so on cloud nine still. It's been a whole week. I'm still on cloud nine. H- how long until you start stressing out over next season? It's going to be Tomorrow. interesting. The thing, <laughs> so the things, the things that are interesting until next season are well, are which players retire. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like are questionable to retire at this point on New England. Um, and who stays on your defensive line, bro? The defensive line's not that old. It's it's a lot of like the the players on offense are old. A lot of the a lot of the guys. I'm not, I don't want to get into it. Take too long. But then there's like the draft and then there's free agency. There's a lot of mm-hmm. cool stuff. But anyway, moving on. King, Kingdom Hearts. Oh uh, yeah. So Kingdom Hearts. I don't even know how. Where do I start? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. The one of the <laughs> most convoluted ongoing pieces of video game media in existence kingdom hearts 2 uh came out i think 13 years ago and kingdom hearts oh my god yeah i'm 26 so your boy's been waiting for his whole life (laughs) um so kingdom hearts uh, when I when I first got my PS2, and this is a very 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 treasured memory of mine, it was when me is when my parents were still not making a lot of money. We lived in a very small apartment in the Bronx. I was hanging out on the fire escape with my little brother, and my mom was like, "Hey, we got a surprise for you and your little brother." And I was like, "What is it?" And it was my PS2. I didn't even ask for it, I, I because I knew my parents were like too poor to buy me that. But I don't know how they did it, but they bought me that. Um, 
and they, they bought me two games. The first game was Marvel's Capcom 2, which is an amazing game. And the second game was Kingdom Hearts. And the reason they bought it is because they were like, oh, it's Disney characters. Like, that's for kids. That's awesome. Um, little did they know that that would completely influence my liking of video games for the rest of my life. Um, because that... that Oh yeah, I know. I already we have a drop, had like do we have a, a drop that goes oh. <laughs> <laughs> I I um I had a, I was already I already had an inkling of liking like things like Final Fantasy and stuff, but it wasn't into Kingdom Hearts like that being like the first RPG I played over like nine times. I beat Kingdom Hearts one like nine to ten times on like every every setting. I like did I leveled to nine nine. I beat the Hades tournament like a bajillion times. I beat Sephiroth like a bajillion times. It was, it was, I played that game exclusively for almost, I think, a, like for like six months, just that game. Um, Kingdom Hearts 2 came out uh, super recently after because I got a PS2 pretty late. And I beat Kingdom Hearts a million times too. Uh, number two a million times also. And immediately after after Kingdom Hearts 2 finished, there was already rumors of Kingdom Hearts 3 because of the end cutscene. Of course. And, of course. And there was already a fan website for Kingdom Hearts 3. So it was active waiting for 13 years. It wasn't like... Oh, two years after there was rumors. No, it was like immediately after Kingdom Hearts 2's release, about a month after, there was a KH3 fan site, a KH3 forum, and a KH3 end cutscene in Kingdom Hearts 2 that you had to unlock by being in proud mode. Um, so it was been it's been active, Dude, active way. I remember those for 13 like, years. Those like cutscenes and stuff, and I was so hyped for those. Yeah, Back, yeah. I was like, oh my god, this looks insane because it was like everybody grown up and like crazy suits and stuff and i was like what the hell is all this yeah it's and then the, and then like the phrase like keyblade war i was like keyblade yes! war what the fuck is that <laughs> like holy shit um but anyway fast forward 13 years a bajillion side games that are all canon which is insane uh and we have kingdom hearts 3 it came to me by the graces of fucking amazon prime because i was too lazy to go to best buy uh <laughs> go support local game stores don't be like me i'm a corporate piece of shit anyway um and i kid you not dude i i i didn't want to play it the first night because i got it on a on a tuesday night i was i, I got home at like at midnight from work so i installed the game but i was like okay it's installed like if i let me just watch the intro like the menu music because dearly beloved is one of my favorite instrumental pieces of all time and it plays in the menu. So I loaded up the game just to hear the menu. And like, it's so corny, but I literally bawled my eyes out. <laughs> just uh, like, oh, just like hearing Dearly Beloved play oh. for the first time. I was like, yo, I haven't felt this happy in a super fucking long time about a video game. Holy shit. And okay, after that emotional dumb shit, I eventually did start playing it. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. playing it, even though I told myself not to. What I love the most about Kingdom Hearts 3 is it feels just like Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, it, the menus are the same. The sounds are the same. Traverse Town and stuff, and all those maps feel the same. The mechanics are the same. They just yeah, added so why the hell like, would it take 13 years? Um, I don't know. In, ter- in, terms, <laughs> in terms, in terms of game mechanic, in terms of like, you know, um, like UI design, I don't know. It's that, that's not the reason. I, I really think... Well, I'll touch on that like after, but like, I'm so in love with Kingdom Hearts three, not because it's the most perfect game in the universe. It's it's really not, honestly, um, and also not because it's the most beautiful game in the universe. It's not because Disney's in it. It's not because Final Fantasy characters are in it. It is just like 
to date the most recent my, my most recent nostalgia trip to the extreme because I literally feel like I'm 13 again playing Kingdom Hearts and it's a really nice feeling that I don't really get to feel a lot. So I love I love Kingdom Hearts 3. Like if you if for for the KH fans out there play the damn thing. Don't be scared to play. I I've seen people read that they don't want to play cuz they don't want to ruin like they don't want to not like it and then ruin how much they love the other ones or whatever which I understand but play it because I I promise you it's going to feel like you just loaded up Kingdom Hearts 3 right after you beat Kingdom Hearts 2. Like it it feels just like Kingdom Hearts. I was worried they would change it. I was worried they would do a Final Fantasy 7 remake on it where they would change it too much or whatever, but they didn't. It's just Kingdom Hearts just it just looks better. It's fancier and it's it's modern. That's how, really all that is. How do you handle the like one of the reasons why I'm not going to one of the reasons why I'm not going to play it? Well, really I, I don't I just don't care that much about Disney. Um mm-hmm. And well, whatever like love I had for Disney has really mellowed in the last thirteen since so since since the second game came out. But and but the other reason I'm not playing it is because I know I'm not going to understand a damn thing that's happening. How do you how do you like cope with the fact that it's is it so convoluted that you just give up on on, on trying to follow the story, or is the story like somewhat followable? Because I because uh, I remember being for- lost in Kingdom Hearts too. Like what the hell is going on? Like. For for me for me it's I can follow it for me because I've been actively refreshing myself every time a rumor every every single year is rumors that it comes out next year so starting like ten years ago it was always like next year next winter next winter next winter so every yeah, time there's a next winter I, I, announcement single, I was like time, every single E three <laughs> yeah I was like time to uh, go refresh myself and. There have been people on YouTube that have, you know, made half an hour to an hour long videos of capping the story up. So I've watched plenty of those. So I, I for me, I know the story, but for, but like I can honestly say, if you're not like me or the rest of the fandom that is actively refreshing themselves on the story, like yeah, like it immediately jumps into deep, deep lore because Got what it. makes it hard is that Kingdom Hearts One and Kingdom Hearts Two do not provide more than 50% of the lore that you need to know for Kingdom Hearts 3. You need to have played all of the side games. Damn. Jesus. All of them. I, I, yeah, I, all of them. I, I only have one more question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading a review here from, from EGM, and it says, first it was belts, then it was zippers. Now <laughs> the weirdly overused fashion of the week is plaid. Yeah. Yep. So what Sora is the story got, with plaid? Sora got plaid. Riku has plaid. Mickey has plaid. Everyone has plaid. Now that it's on the PS4, they have all the graphical capabilities of Plaid. Oh, oh yeah. Goodness. They probably wanted to do Plaid <laughs> since day one, but they couldn't, you know? Yeah. Didn't have the processing power. Have you, which yeah. Final Fantasy characters have you bumped into? Um, I actually, I haven't bumped into many. I've only made it to... I've, I'm only like halfway through Traverse Town, so I haven't really... I'm all, I'm all, I only have like seven hours long into the game, um, and that's a slow seven hours because me, I'm literally milking this game <laughs> to every minute I can, so I, I search every single corner of every single room I'm in for secrets and stuff, so like I'm progressing extremely slowly. So I have two and... And I'm playing on proud mode, so everything's really hard. I have like two and a half questions. Go ahead, friend. So question one... Does this game have any tie-in whatsoever to that video from like the end of Kingdom Hearts 2 with like the Keyblade War and stuff like that? So that cutscene ended up tying into one of the canon like sub games and not Kingdom Hearts 3 directly. Kingdom that that cutscene Kingdom Hearts 2 ended up tying to um Kingdom Hearts Breath by Sleep. 
Okay. Um, which is where you meet Aqua Ventus and Terra, which are the Riku Kairi and Sora from like ages past. And they're the they're the people that were first involved with the Keyblade War. Gotcha. Okay. Um, each of their souls, respectively, like binded themselves in fucking a million different theory ways to Sora Riku Kairi, and that's why Sora Riku Kairi are all like Keyblade warriors. Okay. So, question yeah. two and two point five. Uh-huh. Uh, are there two point five <laughs> slash yeah question three hundred fifty eight <laughs> over two? Uh, <laughs> are there are are there any Marvel characters since it's Disney, mm. and are there any Star Wars characters? I haven't seen them yet. I've avoided any spoilers. If if to, to answer that from just reading the internet, <laughs> I don't know if it's <laughs> true. Kingdom Hearts can go to space. That would be really <laughs> odd. It would be it would it would be really odd. Cause I don't know. Based on the other games, they're going to different worlds and stuff. I find it's that mostly Disney the fact worlds. that wow. yeah, Disney that Disney in Final Fantasy even exists together at I all know, it's, is so ridiculous yeah i don't yep. see how anyone could take the story seriously at all <laughs> yeah i mean well, well that's, i mean that's, it definitely that's, looks like a very fun and charming game so i don't understand why people get so upset of the story <laughs> so i'm i'm yeah. re- i'm reading that actually there really aren't like the, the only real final fantasy representation in this game is the or the moogle shops and that you oh, can, yeah, and that no. you can craft some like enemy type stuff from like what? from the prior games like the characters like Leon like Leon I'm oh, not Leon oh, Leon Squall from Resident I, Evil Yes yeah, Squall Cloud um who, who was called Leon by the way Sephiroth yeah. his name's yeah his name's Leon yeah, cuz that's it yeah. Leon Hart Eris Aaron yeah. those characters actually aren't in this game is what I'm reading hmm. Okay Zell isn't in it Oh man Yeah but um yep so No Sephiroth <laughs> No, I was. Yeah, I'm hoping that Sephiroth is like a boss fight again because he was the highlight. He fighting him is a highlight in both one and two for me. He was a badass motherfucker. Motherfucker is so hard to kill. Holy shit! He has the um, best music and the best. <laughs> and you, you, yeah, you're literally fighting him to one winged angel. So like, it's yeah. like the most hype shit ever. So yeah, it's pretty hype. Um, but I know I have I haven't run into them myself like Marvel characters yet. Um, I'm most excited to go into like Big Hero Six world, but I'm not there yet. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so I, I mean like people that love Kingdom Hearts play it, play it, like play the game. It, it's, it's, it's great. They, every, and it feels really big cause they made the world fucking huge. Like they're, they're big. They're way bigger than like, dude, like her, like the Hercules in the past two games, like that Olympus was just a, you landed and it was the outer front yard of the Coliseum and then the Coliseum and that's it. But this place is like the, you can travel the entire outside of the mountain and then you can actually go into Olympus, which is sick. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm in love with it. I'm going to talk about Kingdom Hearts 3 more um, because it, it's I'm, I'm literally only on the on the tip of the iceberg with, with the story. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy it exists. I, I, every time I look at it on my shelf, I'm just like, holy fuck, it's real. Um, I didn't get conned into buying a, a fake thing. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts has broken the, has broken sales records for the franchise. sold sold over five million copies so far. Nice. Wait, did we get your your half a question? Yeah, yeah. My it was it was the Star Wars and then the second half of that oh. was um, okay. Marvel. All gotcha. Right. Well, Enzo's very cute in his Kingdom Hearts. Anything yeah, else? I love. Are you are you done? Me? Yep. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. And then yeah. moving on, we now have Mandy in The Witcher Thronebreaker. Hi. Witch. Hi. Yeah. 
So um, these past two weeks, I couldn't really do much because I had issues with my arm. And uh, so I couldn't really use my right arm much because I was in a lot of pain. But I could only play games I could use just clicking my left hand. <laughs> and I ended up spending like 90 hours in Stardew Valley. So. Jesus. <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened. Did you get that cow? I don't know what happened. I had to keep going. Did you get the cow or not, Mandy? I got cows. I've got got goats. I've got got chickens. I've got ducks. I've got a void chicken. You're making money then. Yeah. I've got a dinosaur. Look, Stardew gets crazy. Anyways, um... But I also thought this would be a good time to check out Witcher Thronebreaker because it is um, a side game that I always wanted to try out but never had the really the time to play it. <clears throat> so Thronebreaker is another game by CD Projekt Red uh, in the Witcher universe. This one takes place uh, before the Witcher trilogy and... Um, it's really interesting. I, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but your enjoyment is going to depend on whether or not you liked Gwent, because most game? of the game is Gwent. Love it. Love Gwent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it was so crazy because in The Witcher, when I played Gwent, I got really into it, but it does hit a point where you're like, okay, I can pre- predict everything way too easily and, uh, like, I don't know. It felt like this is great. It feels like somebody who developed a card game that actually like understands what makes card games fun. But it did hit a part where you're like, okay, it would be nice if they put more work into this. But it's a side game inside of a massive RPG. Of course, they didn't put all their energy into it. But then they came up with the Gwent um, standalone game, which they did put more um, you know focus into because uh, that was. It was like a trading game, trading card game. And then they made this one, uh, Thronebreaker The Witcher Tales, where um, it is an RPG uh, or story-driven card game, which is... I haven't really played anything like this before. It You are Queen Mev, and it is taking place before The Witcher Trilogy, and it is filling in the story of the beginning of the Nilfgaard invasion. She is the queen of Rivia and Lyria, so she um, controls the whole, like, northern part of, um, like, the Witcher map. But uh, she um, is traveling around with her army, trying to quell the Nilfgaard invasion, and there's also, like, uh, these uh, bandits that are rising up, and she's trying to put an end to those, and um, her son is in line for the throne after her, and but he's just a child, so he's the one sitting on the throne right now while she is out um, trying to solve the issues in her realm. So while you travel around, you gather uh, resources like gold and... Um, what they call wood and men, which is man, um, manpower. And that those resources will help you build your deck. So there are, um, there's a balance between making choices and there's and like all of the combat is card game. And yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, Gwent is a little bit different from how it is in the Witcher game. It's more fleshed out and 
the cards, some of the cards are way more balanced. Like spies are not as overpowered as they were in the mm, uh, yeah. in the Witcher game. Those all you had to do is stack your deck with spy cards, and you're like, "Well, I won." <laughs> but um, yeah, it's the choice parts make it really interesting because you can either be like a sort of an evil Mev or you can be a very benevolent Mev and your choices will change how the story happens over um, like what happens down the line. And what I do like about it though, is that the world is the world of the Witcher is so gray that a lot of times you think what you, when you think you're doing something good, doesn't turn out that way. (laughs) Just like in the Witcher game, if you play Witcher three, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I think, uh, I don't want to give any spoilers to what happens. Uh, this is just like a, this doesn't have anything to do with like the main story, but just to give an example of like a side story part, I came to these, um, to this town that was, uh, getting ready to lynch an elf. And if you are familiar with the Witcher story, there's a lot of history of hostile relationships between elves and humans. Uh, mm-hmm. They kind of hate each other. So, classic yeah, um, elves. Yeah, some elves are either uh, trying to live in human society as uh, very low class, um, like very low class people, and everyone uh, humans tend to look down on them, see them as like beggars. But and then, then there are elves who join the Scoia'tael who actively hunt and kill humans. So this elf, um, they were uh, accusing him of being an elf guardian spy, but had no proof at all. So your options are you can either let them kill him, just stand aside and be like, this is, I have nothing to do with this. Or you can interfere and say, hey, uh, you have no proof of this elf as a spy, let him go. And if you do let him go, like I did, uh, he will come up to you and say, oh, thank you for... Um, saving me my liege i want to join your army then you have an option do i let him in my army or do i not let him into my army and my i was like i don't know you get out of here <laughs> so i didn't let him join my army but then i was curious later on i was like did i miss out on elf cards so i went online to find out what happens and apparently what happens is he poisons your army because he was actually part of the Scoyet's house spy <laughs> he was so, not part of elf guardian so your spy instincts, your, your gut was like yeah no, i was like oh good thing i didn't do that <laughs> but um so yeah the uh they were right that he was a spy but not for Nilfgaard he was a Scoia'tael spy <laughs> so yeah it's, it's so much fun though I'm gonna be buying this as soon as we finish podcasting today I see that it's only $30 on PlayStation Network yeah gonna be buying it because Gwent is so much now my only real question at this point is do they play fun music like for while you're playing Gwent like they did in The Witcher oh yeah they play like the tavern music the same is it the same music mm-hmm. Right, it's, the, I believe so, if I remember correctly, yeah. Because like the music in the Witcher Gwent games is awesome, so oh yeah, it gets in your head, it, like it, it like seeps into your soul. Hmm. Anyway, all right, I'm buying it. Yeah. Oh, awesome! <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> and so. All right. Anything else before we move on to Kazuo? No. I'm, no, I'm, I'm no, good. I'm so I'm buying good. that shit because Gwent is the shit. I yeah, it's a lot Gwen. of fun. And if I've you don't buy this game Gwen. and you like Gwen, I don't know who you are. I don't want to know you. <laughs> Damn. I played some Gwen. It was it was alright. I'm not big into which like, one. Who are you? Did you play The Witcher? Or no, did I you played. Just no, play the Gwen I was game? saying I played. I, well, I played The Witcher, and in the, the Witcher, I played Gwent. 
Naniaten no Yaro. But I don't know. It was, right. it your, was turn. Turn. <laughs> your turn. Your turn. Your turn. Kaz. Okie doke. Um. So I guess I have two things I wanted to touch on. One I'll touch on really quickly because literally no other human on Earth cares about it but me. That's not true. Just no, no one way, listening to this I podcast. I care about it. Um, Enzo cares. Oh, thank you, Enzo. So I wanted to briefly yeah. touch on the UFC that happened last night. Uh, specifically, I wouldn't normally talk a lot about UFC because you know just generally our fans aren't interested. But there's one particular fighter who I have been. Uh, singing the praises of for you have a you have a man crush for a long time yeah I mean, dude you he's, he's singing the praises do you you want to you want to kiss him i mean he's popping oh. he, he's popping a stiff <laughs> whoa, whoa guys guys he's, he's, i mean like look i mean i don't want to pressure him you know hey. yeah you know i mean whatever you know we'll figure it out but no um so uh the fighter's name is israel adesanya he is known uh by you know every fighter has like their own nickname and his is uh, the last style bender oh yes son what? The last style bender. Right, which is of course a nod to the last airbender because he's a giant nerd who uh loves like all that stuff, like anime and video games and cartoons and all that. So he um had he's twenty nine and has been fighting, I think, since he was eighteen. Oh, and, he's uh, young. Yeah, he's he's young, uh comparatively. Yeah. For those that are unaware, like in mixed martial arts, like your prime is in like your early to mid thirties. So he's still like getting into his prime. He just started he got signed with the UFC literally one year ago today and in that one year has had five fights so he's been fighting like every other month which is what insane the fuck? Uh, yeah it's crazy and has been dominating his opponents he uh prior to the ufc was a, a professional kickboxer who had like a 75 and 5 record um just incredibly talented kickboxer and he had often talked about his inspiration getting into martial arts was uh, a man by the name of anderson silva who yeah which he's the goat baby yeah anderson silva i mean if you know anything about mixed martial arts in the ufc you've probably heard the name anderson silva because he is considered by many to be the greatest to ever do it um he is (laughs) (laughs) he he was the middleweight champion for like a decade and was just running through people he pulled off some stuff like if you watch his highlights from back in the day he pulled off things that don't make sense they're like how on earth can a human do that just crazy stuff um, and just incredibly talented, incredibly uh, skillful and knowledgeable about the martial arts. And he is getting up there in age. He's 42 now, I think, about to be 43. And um, Israel had talked about how he was kind of his inspiration for getting into martial arts. He saw him fighting and he was like, I mean, you know, I could, I could do something like that. And so that's what kind of got him into it. And so he cut to a decade later. You know, he's worked his way up through the ranks and now Anderson Silva is on his way out, you know, has maybe like another fight or two left in him and he gets the opportunity to fight him. Um, for, oh, no way. Yeah. So imagine like in your mind, if there is a person that you have looked up to your entire life, that they are the reason why you're doing what you're doing. And then at some point you reach a level where you're able to compete against them one on one. Like it's it's mind blowing. Yeah, that's awesome. And so what, the fight, a, what a what a great opportunity, man! Yeah, incredible opportunity. Now Anderson, of course, like I said, is forty two, so he's a bit older. Um, so he's definitely slowed down a step. But and I was kind of talking to Mitz before the show about this. It's you know people might say, oh well, he's old now, whatever. He can't do it. The thing is, they have to understand about someone like Anderson Silva is he is so knowledgeable about distance and timing and technique and what works and when it works and what to do where, like that. Even though he may be, it, it would be like. It would be like the greatest chess player of all time playing against you, 
without one or two pieces. Like he's still incredibly skillful mm-hmm. and very dangerous. I'm just watching this guy. I'm just watching Anderson Silva's greatest moments, and he's just absolutely just joking with people. Demolishes people. He's yeah. just like he's standing there, like hit me, and the guy will hit. He'll try, he'll try. The guy will miss. Yeah, he'll, he, he'll go back to the exact same spot and let him try again. Yeah, he literally again. puts his back back against the cage and has people try to and hit he's him. Like, yeah, he's he's like in the Matrix. It's yeah, he's literally just joking with people. Yeah, um, so you know, is, Israel like they, at the weigh in the day before the fight, uh, Anderson kind of like while they were interviewing him after he weighed in, he broke down and started crying because this is Anderson Silva because he you know realizes that he's at the end of his you know his career and all this other stuff and. You know, just, and he, he was also out for two years. He, you know, he had some issues, so he had to be out for two years. So this is like his last hurrah. And so then they interview him. He kind of like breaks down a little bit and like starts, you know, just saying you know, thank you to everybody for the opportunities and blah, blah, blah. And then they cut to Israel and they have to interview him. And he's like trying not to start crying now because his like his hero is standing across from him, you know, and just, you know, talking about just all the, all this emotional stuff. And so the fight goes down and it is a work of art. Like it's not one of those like brawls that some people like to see it's nothing like that it's just such it's a technical masterpiece and watching these two incredibly skillful strikers try to figure each other out and try to like set traps for each other and trick each other and it was just like it it, it was mind-blowing and uh at the end of the fight israel ended up winning and uh and you know embraced they embraced each other and all that stuff and and you could overhear like on the mics near the cage because they have the you know they have the cage mic'd up so you can hear what goes on in there mm-hmm. and you can hear like Israel talking to Anderson as they're hugging and you know he's like you know you're my hero I, I've been watching you since I was a little kid I still have DVDs from like USC's from like 10 years ago and you know all this stuff and I've looked up to you my whole life and you can hear Anderson say to him in kind of his broken English because Anderson's Brazilian and he speaks English but not great and he says something to the effect of like, you know, you're the future of the sport. I pass it all on to you. And I was like, Whoa, oh, my God. Stop. Oh. I was like, my emotions. <laughs> I'm, like, it's too, I'm like, it's too much. <laughs> and uh, stop it, was, it. it was just such a beautiful moment. And like there's a picture of them like after the fight's over, after they call the winner, you know, and Israel won, you know, a unanimous decision. Like, you know, he like bows down to him and Anderson also bows down. I, I tweeted a picture of it and it's just like, yeah, I that, saw that. that is what I love about the martial arts is that it is all about honor and respect. And, you know, you two men or two men or women that have trained their entire lives for one moment, standing across from another individual who's given up and sacrificed the exact same things and giving everything they got to win. And after it's over, hugging and thanking each other for the opportunity like it's the most beautiful thing to me so yeah, that's sick so that what's happened the name of this an- what's the name of this anime again <laughs> this anime <laughs> yeah <laughs> this anime is called martial arts irl irl re-martial arts thing. yeah re-martial arts, martial arts. <laughs> so but, um that's really cool man yeah. I- i'm glad that you guys i'm glad that you are alive to have witnessed that it was yeah you know? it was beautiful and i'm still watching anderson Silva just He's just demolished people. He's insane. One of my favorite moves that he did where like literally a guy uh, threw like a jab cross, like a one-two combination at him. And he just like goes boop, boop, and just like moves his head slightly out of the way. And then just like lazily throws a punch at him and knocks the guy out. Well, there's one spot. <laughs> there was one moment where he was standing up against the cage, like letting the guy come at him. Yeah. He like ducks the punch and the guy missed and like got confused and like fell over and, and like... Yeah, and then he, he threw didn't even touch him. him. The guy just fell down on his own, and then he was just cowering, like in the corner of the cage, because yeah. I think everyone's afraid of him. Yeah, 
Yeah. And they know that they're about they're like they're on either on eggshells because because they know they're going to get demolished. Yeah, yeah. So he he basically just fell down accidentally, and then he's just cowering there because he's because you know he's about to get his ass. And I love how he's not even an, an imposing figure. Like you would imagine, oh, he's some giant you know swole dude, but he's like some skinny fat. Guy. He's lean, right? Yeah, I mean, like he's he's doesn't even have a six pack. He's just like a lean skinny dude. But he's That's just so skillful, unique, bro. Yeah. yeah. Um, Damn. So I wanted to touch on that. I also wanted to touch on quickly uh, Battle Angel Alita. Yeah. Um, the movie's coming out next week. Indeed. And to not to not much fanfare. Right. And so I wanted to go ahead and go back and watch the original OVA, mm-hmm. uh, which is only like two 30 minute episodes. I need to watch it. Um, I where, haven't read the manga. Where over. did you watch it? Uh, places. I have illegally burned discs. Okay. There's. I don't. I, I, don't, I, I do not of, believe there is a legal way to watch it online. I will then have at it. That's, yeah. That's, I yeah, will say that. That's not your fault. Um. So I watched it. It's two thirty minute episodes, and you know, based on the manga, I haven't read the manga. Although Mandy, I hear you said you did. Uh huh. So um, I actually did not watch this because I was told if you like, if you love the manga, don't watch it because. It's not good. Oh, <laughs> that's what I've been told. It wasn't <laughs> bad. It was um, oh, okay. It was okay. It you know I I would imagine like if you just watch this, then I I would see how you'd be confused as to why there's such hype. Like why is um what's yeah. his name so obsessed? I've with heard it? that this uh, that the OVA is such a tiny tiny portion of the story because yeah. the manga is nine volumes and i feel like and i heard that they chose such a tiny portion of it that it's like if you only watch the ova you're kind of like uh okay that is it it's like thun- <laughs> thunderball or, or uh it's the session the, of the, of that's the ova is like yeah it's very small it's yeah. i think they said it like covers like the first volume or something like that of the manga mm. um so like you get introduced to Alita, even though in the dub that I, in the sub that I was watching, because I, I I downloaded it and it had like the multi language track, so I listened to the English for a bit, which was <laughs> terrible, and then I switched it to Japanese. Um, <laughs> but they call her uh, Galley, which I thought was weird. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's just oh, I don't know. Um, instead of Alita, uh, but it was it was cool. It, you know, it's older, early '90s, I think. Um, yeah. Animation. There's there's some cool fight scenes with like these cyborg type people. Um, it takes place in this world or, or on it's like I guess on Earth, but it's like a, a dump, basically like a like a like a robot dump mm-hmm. tr- trash yard. And that's where all the humans live, although there is a floating thing above the Earth where I guess the wealthy people live. And so mm-hmm. a lot of people are trying to get up there, but you can't just go there because the government will shoot you down. They won't let you pass. Um and so on this on the earth, the people that are living in these slums are collecting robotic parts and they are uh, often, you know, because humans are all like cybernetic or, or cyborgs, I guess, uh, they're collecting body parts from other humans. So there's a lot of like uh, serial killers that are out there collecting the spines and mm-hmm. of, of other humans that have had cybernetic alterations. Um, and then, of course, there are also bounty hunters who are hunting down those bad guys. Um of which Alita kind of becomes one. And mm. it was, yeah, but there's not a lot in, to like the OVA. It's very, it's two episodes. It's, you get to see some action. Um, you get a brief introduction into who she is and who her, uh, I guess not creator, but like the guy who put her back together, who he is. Uh, but there's really not much more than that. M- Mandy, what, what about the, like the manga though? Like, cause it, it, from from watching this, I don't understand why there's such hype about it. 
because it just seems mm-hmm. to me like an okay whatever thing to watch but like what is it about the manga that you think is so like over like that makes people so interested in this um man it's been a long time since i've read it though <laughs> but uh number one the art is fantastic it, it's some of the best art that i have ever seen in manga um i think a lot of the plot behind battle angel and what is so interesting about it is her um kind of coming to trying to figure out who exactly she is because yeah. did they they, they allure or allude to the fact that she's from the city up above so they don't I touch on I don't, that i haven't seen the ova yeah they don't touch on they that didn't. at all in the ova okay <laughs> it's okay yeah. it's literally there, just he finds there's a her. lot more to it then I've heard that there's such a tiny portion. I haven't seen the OVA there, so I don't know what they covered. <laughs> yeah, it's literally you. He finds like the remains of her body, um, uh-huh. and then rebuilds her. And then she finds out that uh, he is a bounty hunter, and she wants to help him. And she falls in love with a boy who is like desperately wants to get to this floating place, and that's it. And, and like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but dude, it's like. It's like 30 years old. Yeah, true. But, you know, people might be watching it now that the movie's coming out next week. But, um, but yeah, it barely touches on anything. It doesn't go anything into her backstory. We have no idea where she came from. She's just a robot okay. girl. And that's it. It's, like, very... I'm just a robot girl. <laughs> sure. Yeah. there. Uh, she has other... Uh, she's not exactly from the world that you they are current that it's currently in which i believe in the manga alludes that it's actually the former us mm-hmm. <laughs> and um so she's not actually from there so a lot of the story is figuring out where she is from yeah and um becoming a person because i a, a lot of the manga dealt with her feeling like she was a doll Mm. Um, and so it has that kind of ghost in the shell feel to it. It's like, am I a human or am I not? Kind of feel to it. They don't touch on that at all. And they shouldn't have changed her design for the movie (laughs) because she looks horrible. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, the OVA was okay. I mean, I I would recommend watching it. It, It's, you know, two 30 minute episodes. It's it's not going to take a lot of your time. Uh, but it sounds like the manga is definitely the way to go on this. And I don't know. I'm curious to see what the movie is. I won't take up anyone more time though, because I've kind of like double dipped today. But um, maybe check it out; it's pretty cool. Mm. All right, we're gonna cool. wrap up. But um, cool topics, guys. Thanks. Yeah. And of course, thank you all, all of you for listening and helping out the podcast and contributing. And I hope that we entertain you with all of our random nonsense, Passions. nonsense from all the rest of our lives. Yeah. We just flood we you, got, flood we, you we with all of our things. But um, we I get into some shit. Yeah. We get into some shit every week. We hope you. We hope you fu- buy new things. <laughs> y- yep. Yes. Go buy The Witcher. Go buy Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Go spend your monies. <laughs> go watch. Go watch Battle Angel and prep for the movie. And yeah. uh, and, and go hit up uh, Israel Adesanya on Twitter and tell yeah. him to come on our podcast. Tell him Kazuo loves you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Bye.